What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. Last week, quick review. I'm just putting that up there. Gifts do not equal maturity. Unfortunately, we see in the body of Christ, somebody gets some gift, right? Prophecy, tongues, whatever. They think they had something to do with it. And all of a sudden, they get filled with pride. True maturity comes when you believe you're right, you don't get your way, and you submit to leadership and honor leadership, even if they're wrong, even if you disagree. And you begin to obey Jesus, not avoiding confrontation, but going one-on-one in order order to gain a brother, Matthew 18, 15. And if they don't listen, then you bring two. And if they still don't listen, hey, church, elders, and leadership. See, the immature just leave without going through that process. They cast judgments. Oh, they'll never listen. Oh, they're not led by the Spirit. And the reality is they disobeyed Jesus in Matthew 18, 15 through 17. We've got to mature up. We've got to mature up. This issue has caused so much division and different denominations. It's not going to happen here. Because if you cannot, and I want you to turn to Romans 12, 9, please. If you can't do this, you're not going to be happy here. If you can't do this, you're not going to be happy at this church. We're not trying to grow a church. We're trying to grow disciples. And if you don't want to be a disciple, which is deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus, meaning you're going to follow every verse, that might not be the place for you. I want it to be, but we want to grow people. We don't want to grow in numbers. That's why I preach like that. People send me, hey, Chris, can't you, what if somebody new comes? And, and I, I was like, hey, listen, if they are new and they come and they don't know Jesus, that's on you, bro. Gospel's not complicated. Hey, you're a sinner. You repented of your sins. You asked Jesus into your heart. You, 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 you put your faith in what he did on the cross, and you invited him in, and you said, I want to follow you, Jesus. If you don't know that disciple by now, if you can't lead somebody to Christ by now, hello, I love you. But go online and listen to some evangelism stuff. It's not my job to lead people to Christ. It's your job to be a witness out in the world. And the church's job is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. So don't pressure me. I've got an email recently. Will you preach on sexual immorality because my, 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 my son and my daughter are living in sin? And I'm like, yo, ma, why don't you handle your own business? I didn't say that, but I was really nice in my response. But that, that, that was my initial thing. This is why I need saved from myself. To flesh, right? But here's the deal. A lot of us in our family, we avoid confrontation. We avoid it because it's harder with families. That's why Jesus said, go to Jerusalem, Judea, then Samaria. Family can be the hardest. Amen. Can I get a witness? 
because they got stuff against us. Or, or, or we feel condemned because of our past, and we look at our past, and we're not looking at the cross that that's been canceled out. And we're living in the past. We're not living in the gospel that I'm free. And yeah, you, you know I was an addict. You, you know I, I went through a divorce. You know I went through whatever I went through. You know I've been a hypocrite. But guess what? That's gone. It's on the cross now. Help me, God. Romans 12, 9. Stay seated, my wife said. Love, love, love. <laughs> love, love, love. I receive. I receive. And by the way, I, I responded in a very loving way, and I gave her different verses. The first was Jesus. It's better to cut off your hand than to spend eternity in hell. Okay? I gave her First John 3, which says... If no one who has been born of God can continue in sin, right? Because God's seed is in them. So, so just challenge them with that, right? I, I gave another passage which says, do not be deceived. If anyone is living in sexual immorality and they claim to be a Christian, they're not going to inherit the kingdom of, of heaven. So a Christian in unrepentant, ongoing sin, 1 Corinthians chapter 5 declares, mom, don't don't ask them over for lunch anymore. In fact, don't even eat with such a person that claims to be in Christ, but is walking in rebellion against God. That's, that's love, because God's word is love. But Paul says that. Why would he say that? Because he's trying to be mean and judging? No, he's, he's wanting you to understand the fear of God. This is the house of God, and you can't walk in rebellion in the house of God. And so Scripture says in 1 Corinthians 5, purge that person. Let them know what they are doing is not good. If they're not accepted here on earth, man, they're in danger because of their rebellion against God. And so it's a fearful thing. Romans 12, 9, let love, that word is agape. You want to write that down, agape, agape. Why, why is that important? Because agape doesn't originate with you. And I want you to put above that Romans 5, 5. It says that the agape of God has been, past tense, poured out into your heart by the Holy Spirit. You and I, we do not have agape. You are incapable of agape, unconditional love. You can't agape apart from God. It's impossible. This is why we need to be people of the Holy Spirit. Like the agape of God is the Holy Spirit. God is agape. And so Romans 5.5 5 says that's what we have received. Then it goes to Romans 12 and he says this, because it's now having us move out. Let agape be genuine. Keep it real, bro. Abhor what is evil. That means there's a hatred for what is evil. Do you hate what's evil? We love those who are doing evil, but we do not tolerate evil. We don't tolerate that. We've got to call it out for what it is. And there is this, this false view of love. Jesus, he loved that woman at the well, but he said, woman, you're living in sexual immorality right now. 
you're not going to get this living water, right? Well, he didn't, he didn't say that. But he said, go get your husband. And she's like, I, I don't have one. He said, you're right. You've had five, and the one you're living with is not your husband. Why did Jesus bring that up? Because he abhors evil. He still moved with love. Her life was changed, but he had to confront that. Please don't mess with Jesus. He is holy, and the Holy Spirit is holy, and the Holy Spirit is also love. Let your love be genuine. Abhor what's evil. Hold fast to what is good. Verse 10, love. That word's not agape, it's phileo. It's where we get the word Philadelphia, brotherly love. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Listen, listen, listen. Can, do, do you understand something that when you, if some of you grew up with brothers, right, you would be in the house fighting over something, hit one another, punch them in the face, then later on that day, you guys would be out at the park and there was a fight that would break out and then the brothers who were just fighting earlier would pounce on the other guy that was coming, you better not touch my brother. Well, you just touched your brother five minutes, you know, five hours ago. That's, guys, this is it. The church of Jesus Christ, like, we fight differently in the house of God. In here, I'm looking at Antoine right now. His skin's a little bit darker than mine. But he's more my brother, my brother, than one of his brothers that's not in Christ. Christ over color. And the deception in the church is, hey, what's up, bro? What's up, bro? What's up, fam? Listen, ha, we're all God's creation, but we're not all God's children. And the reason why we have division in the church is because people don't think biblically. And so we're supposed to love one another with a, with a, with a brotherly affection. It means we hit one another. But then mama comes in and says, hey, apologize. Ask for forgiveness. I'm your mama, okay? <laughs> then the next part, this is huge, because these two go together. Outdo one another. Outdo one another? Yeah, outdo one another. And showing what? Honor. Honor and dishonor. Honor means to treat as fine gold. Precious, my precious. <laughs> While I was reading my kids those books, I, I, I think I lost my, my voice anyway. By the way, when I read all those books to my child, I didn't allow them to watch the movie. Why? Because their brains are creative. I wanted them to imagine without allowing TV to ruin that. After the book, they watch the movie. But I don't know what Gollum, Gollum, Gollum <laughs> looked like in my son's mind. Anyway. Honor, fine gold. Fine gold, precious. Dishonor means this. You treat somebody as a breath, 
as if they're nothing. Less than, just disregard. And listen, young people, I know that this generation has major issues with authority. Because of divorce, because of hypocrisy, because of whatever. Our heart breaks for that. But the Bible is very clear. Elders in the church, 1 Timothy 5, they're worth double honor. Double honor. Government officials, and many of us have broken this and continue to break this, they are worthy of honor. You can disagree, but there needs to be a heart of honor. Wives, do you know that you're called to honor and respect your husbands? Precious fine gold. Husbands, you're you're called to honor too, but also to love and lay your life down. So this thing of honor, can we be people that honor one another? Jeremy, the plate, please. Just a way of reminder as we're in this series, the plate is Jesus, and these gifts are to bring Jesus to ourself. No, don't be selfish. The utensils are to bring Jesus to others. To others. Here you go. Here you go. And so tongues and prophecies, that's just a fork, bro. Don't fight over a fork. And if you have been given a spork by God and you're extra special, don't let it go to your head. You're using it to feed people. I want you to uh, go ahead and play the video, Jeremy, please. Misinformation. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine, that young people benefit from a booster, misinformation. Our two top experts on vaccines quit the FDA in protest over this particular issue, pushing boosters in young, healthy people. The data was never there. That's why the CDC never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted Americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George Uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never-vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months, when they had data for years, 
on all 50 states? Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews, and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Thank you. Jeremy, you go ahead and put up that war clip. Some people are asking, Chris, why, do, why are you playing that quick clip? You know, you, you Michael Jackson, you want to be starting something? No, I'm not, I'm not trying to start something. I'm not trying to start something. I'm coming at you with love and honor. And this was missing in the body of Christ. Our elders sat together one night for four hours arguing. Well, not arguing. Having discussions. Tears happened, by the way, because the belief system that came from the misinformation, we got to wear masks. We need to make everybody wear masks in church or else we're not loving. And so this was really, really tough. It caused people to leave our church because we, we were one of the first churches to open because it was against the Constitution to close down churches for this. And when we opened, we said, hey, if you feel led to wear a mask, we'll have a, like a mask section. But everybody that was coming, they were like, no mask. And then it started, and we couldn't separate people six feet. So we're like, okay. And people are judging me. And the church, like, this is the okay corral out here. You don't care about people. You don't love people. You don't this and you don't that. And then reality was all misinformation. And the other reality is that people that did believe that, because there was two camps, you had the opportunity to be online and watch it online and not superimpose your beliefs on those who believe differently. And there was a lack of honor and there was a lack of love in the church and it caused huge division. And in fact, our church grew because people are like, I want to go to church. And my church isn't meeting. And so I'm going to write a book one day. Church transfer through masks. I put this up there because this is true. There was a 99%, 99.9% survival rate. And because of the lies, because of the deception, because of the misinformation, that is out now. Uh, those guys were from Harvard. They were from Johns Hopkins. Uh, they were from Stanford University that just testified before Congress because there's a, a new ruling class in Congress now. So now we get true data. We're not getting false data anymore. And the false data was there because the love of money is the root of all evil. Jeremy, we may have to cut this part because I don't want the video to get taken down. But this is what that misinformation produced, a spirit of fear. Now, this is truth, but let me just tell you, this isn't loving. This isn't loving at all. This isn't what Jesus would want. 
Because that's not love. They're facts. But do I understand why people are afraid? Yeah, they were under deception. You can't hate a blind person for being blind. Our government lied to us, guys. That's a fact. But I'm not going to be mad at somebody because they believe the government. And they went and they lined up and look, love and honor. When we're called to speak the truth and what? Love. love. And so humility, humility, considering others better than ourselves. Man, I don't want to be this. This is truth, but it's not God. It may be funny to some of us that we're right. Well, get over that and have compassion for those that listen to the wrong voices and honor them because that could have been you. The reason why you have what you have is because you received it. John 3.27, a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from heaven. You think you're something because you, you understand something about the gifts, about prophecy, about church, about politics, about everything you have, baby. Everything has been given to you from God. Well, I worked hard. I studied. I pulled myself on my... Oh, really? The decision for you to work hard came from you? No. You could have been so filled with depression and anxiety. There's no hope for me. What's the point? Why even try? But God broke in. You can't do nothing apart from Christ. And so this brings humility when we really believe what Jesus said. And that's John 15, 5. Most of the church doesn't believe that. They know it's Jesus said it. I can, apart from you, I can do nothing. But, but how many of us live like that seven days a week? That means we don't believe it. I want you to turn to 2 Thessalonians 2, please. See, we had division over this, this vax and mass and truth and deception and lies. And, but man, how, how can I come to the place where I love someone that I disagree with and I honor them that I disagree with? Guys, this is the main point of my message, by the way. And I can't force you to do that. Only God can. How can I submit an honor to those I disagree with? How can I love and honor, right? I'm supposed to let my love be genuine. I'm supposed to outdo one another in showing honor. That is a, a command. That is an action step. This guy's in another political party. How can I honor that person? Even though I think they're blind. How can I love them with the affection and the agape of God? Jesus came into this world, John 1.12, and his own did not receive him. I think that's 11. They didn't receive him. They killed him. They were wrong. He still embraced the cross and died for them. Until you begin to learn how to love your enemies, God may just keep giving you enemies because he wants you to make, he wants to make you just like him. God, these people in my life, they're just attacking me. I'm under spiritual warfare. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving you those enemies because I'm going to teach you how to wash Judas's feet just like I did. 
2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Now concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 1, and, and be, are being gathered to him. That's the rapture. It's in the Bible. We ask you, brothers, do not be quickly shaken in mind or alarmed, either by a spirit, small s, small s. That's a demonic spirit, by the way. That's not the Holy Spirit. That's a demonic spirit. 1 John 4.1, there's other antichrist spirits that are out in this world now that are deceiving people. 1 John 4.1. So, either by a spirit or a spoken word. A spoken word, yeah, a spoken word from your brothers and sisters in the church. Well, Chris, how could you say that? Well, look at Jesus and Peter. What did Jesus say to Peter? Get behind me, Satan. Sometimes well-meaning Christians who don't have discernment will speak things that are not from God. And this is why we test every word. A spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us. Now, understand this is deception right here. That's what he's talking about. To the effect that the day of the Lord has come already. It's like past tense. Jesus already came back. So there is great deception. Verse 3, let no one deceive you. I want you to highlight that. Let no one deceive you in any way. For that day will not come unless the rebellion comes first. So in times, people, listen, there's going to be a great rebellion that comes. Why is there going to be a great rebellion? Our government just lied to us. Those are facts. And all over the world, the control from governments that were, that were on a different spirit-led Different spirit-led control and fear. Again, in the, in the Nuremberg trials where they talked to the, the Germans, how did you get your people to kill the Jews? Did you teach them that? No, we made them afraid. Fear, fear, control, fear. So we have to be very careful of the deception that's coming in the last days. It will cause rebellion first, and then the man of lawlessness is revealed. That's the man. Of, that's the antichrist, the son of man. Now, I want you, a son of not the son of man. <laughs> He'll try to be like the son of man, but he's the son of destruction. I want you to keep your place here. Turn to Matthew twenty-four, please. <coughs> keep your place there. Go to Matthew chapter twenty-four. Chris, I thought we were talking about gifts. Yes, we are. One of the gifts is, which we need people to rise up in, is the discerning of spirits. Because people were not in their place, there was a lot of people that didn't discern misinformation that came through, the lies and deception, and because of that, people suffered. We have to test everything. We guys have the Holy Spirit. The world doesn't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So someone who does not have the Holy Spirit, I don't ever listen to what they're saying as truth. I honor them. I love them. But I hear what they're saying, understanding that they don't have the spirit of the living God inside of them. And so, therefore, they can be off. They can be deceived. 
Matthew 24, 9, and this is Jesus talking, and he's saying they're going to deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Understand, love, love, love. What's the opposite of love, right? It's hate. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. Acts chapter 20 says, Paul saying to the elders, hey, that's going to even happen in your churches. That there's going to be people that rise up from among you and, and, and calling disciples to go after them. So we have to be aware. It's even in the church. False prophets. In verse 12, this is important for us because we see it happening. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. There's nothing worse that happened for race relations in America than what just happened in the last few years. Because all of a sudden, we're shooting at one another. People are being called, being called oppressors. And all this stuff came to the surface, and it just breaks the heart of God. And here's why. The love, lawlessness was increased, and the love of many grows cold. When we have lawlessness concerning gifts... It'll cause division. The love of many will grow cold. When we have lawlessness in society, the love of many will grow cold. It's going to grow cold, and hatred's going to happen. And this is why we need to stand and fight, and we need to wash one another's feet. Verse 13, this is for you, by the way. This is a fresh word from the Lord. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. The one who says, yeah, I'm not going to give in to lawlessness. I'm not going to give in to anger. I'm not going to give in to, into division, right? That's one that's walking in Christ. And because they're walking in the spirit of Christ, it's obvious that that person is saved because we can see the fruit of their life. But if you're a source of division, if you're a source of accusations and judgments, guess what? That's not the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the Spirit that should be coming out of you, Christian, is love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and kindness and goodness. Woo, self-control. Against such, there's no law. And that's what I want to see when I see revival, by the way. I want to see the fruit of the Spirit played out in people's lives. Verse 14, here's also a word from the Lord. And the gospel will be preached. The gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then the end will come. Guys, that's your marching order. What are you doing right now concerning your financial budget to get the gospel out? I'm not talking about giving here. I'm talking about you, evangelism, the world, the nations. That's our J-O-B. And God bless me with resources so I can fund your kingdom ministry. The gospel, the gospel, the gospel. It's the power to save. So, so why this? Why this? Let's go back to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Because in the last days, here's the key markers, if you're taking note. Deception, rebellion against authority, lawlessness, and persecution. By the way, when revival happened in Acts 2, the same things were happening. See, we have a revival like everything's going to get better. The revival of Acts 2 was the church being persecuted, people be thrown into the lions, martyred, murdered, burning Christians. 
But then the explosion happened when revival came. In China, Hudson Taylor sowing the word of God, and a little bit happened. And then Mao came in with communism and said, I want to eradicate the Bible from China. And he got rid of all Bibles. And guess what? There's more Christians in China now than in America because it's under that persecution of the persecuted church that people get their eyesight back and live for the kingdom only and not all these things I can get. It's really good when our rights are taken away. But we don't want that revival. We want the one where we can just... So we need to be very, very slow, slow in our opinions on things. Who wants the suffering revival, by the way? Let me see a show of hands. Yeah, I don't. I'd rather have the other kind where everything becomes better. Both can happen. It's not one against the other. And this is where we need to humble ourselves, honoring one another and loving one another. Verse 4. This Antichrist, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, we're back there, who opposes and exalts, against, exalts himself against every so-called God for the, or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, proclaiming himself to be God. That's why we're looking for the third temple, by the way. Verse 5, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? And you know what is restraining him now. That's the Holy Spirit, by the way. So that he may be revealed in his time. For the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. And again, lawlessness is going to make the love of many grow cold. In the end days, is going to be division. We want love here. Lawlessness will be revealed, whom the Lord Jesus will kill with the breath of his mouth. Hallelujah. And bring to nothing by the appearance of his coming. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan with power and false signs and wonders. This is why church, I don't care if people are doing miracles, signs and wonders. The Antichrist is going to do that. Don't be enamored by the gifts. Test everything. Verse 10. All wicked deception, there's deception again. Deception is the key mark of the last days in the Bible. It's deception. It's deception. For those who are perishing, if you're a Christian, are you perishing? No. So you better believe that God's going to give you wisdom and discernment and the discerning of spirits so I don't follow the rest of the sheep in the world. I'm a sheep, but I follow the good shepherd. And I know his voice, a stranger's voice I will not follow, John 10. And here's why they're perishing. They, they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. We have so many people that refuse to love the truth. There is one truth. There's not many truths. There's people in the church that actually believe this is my truth. No, 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 listen, be very careful. Jesus is the truth. Don't step on his property. Like, in love, who do you think you are saying my truth? And some of us are like, oh, I don't like that. That's okay. Take it up with him. If he's the truth, 
That means I better get all my truth from him. And he's revealed his truth in his word. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion. Verse 11, there's a strong delusion coming on the earth. God's going to send it. So that they may believe what is false. They may believe what is false. That's going to happen, guys, to the world that refuse to love truth and surrender their life to Jesus. If you've never surrendered your life to Jesus and said, I'm all in Jesus, hey, today would be a good day because without the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of truth, you are in big trouble. It's going to get harder to be saved. You keep pushing God off. Keep pushing God off. No, I will not surrender. No, I will not surrender. A delusion is coming. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit inside of you, if you are not born again, you're in great danger of coming under that delusion that God is going to send on the whole world. God, why would you do that? Because you are looking at this guy who is, who is going through male, male pattern baldness. And he was wearing a red shirt. And he was a little weird. But you hardened your heart that day. And so now here's the delusion. You make that choice. I want you to understand something. Matthew 25. It says, hell was created for Satan and his angels. Hell wasn't created for you, but you make a conscious choice to go there if you reject this cross. God's desire is that no one perishes, but that all may come to eternal life. And so please, if you feel like, man, I need to give my life to Jesus today, when we sing here at the end, you'll have an opportunity to do that. Surrender it all. Surrender it all. Renounce your old and former life and say, Jesus, I am all in. Verse 12 in order that all may conde be condemned who did not believe the truth. Who's the truth? Jesus. But they had pleasure in unrighteousness. Jesus didn't come to condemn the world, but he came to save the world. But you're condemned if you choose to reject Jesus. That's in 1 John chapter 3, 16 through, through 20. See, people love darkness. They love their pleasure. They love their unrighteousness. So, Jesus, I don't want you. Listen, if that's your, if that's your posture, you're condemned according to Scripture. But that's your choice. God is love. He's love. He died for your sins. His arms are open wide because he wants you. But you condemn yourself by rejecting Jesus. He is the way the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through him. That is John 14, 6. There's no other way. There's not many paths. There's one path, and that is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He is the only way in. You're not getting in without him. And so again, he said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And no one comes to the Father. Where's the Father? The Father's in heaven. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's one way. So application here, church, these end times, we see the gift that is needed to counter the deception and the delusion that's coming on the world. And if those who are in leadership 
are not led by the Holy Spirit, they potentially and probably likely are going to come under that delusion. This is why we just don't want to pledge allegiance to America. We want to pledge allegiance to the kingdom of God as our first priority over the United States of America. All of my allegiance is with the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. My allegiance is not with the country that has murdered 60 million babies since 1972. My my allegiance isn't there. That's deception. It's a murder and it's an abomination. So be careful. This is why the church is important in the last days. This is why prophets are important in the last days. This is why discernment is needed in the last days. And so this message of I will build my church, I will build my church. Listen, we need people to step up. We need people that understand what their gift is, people that can rightly divide the word of God. So we can test things coming into our church because everything coming in won't be good. Jeremy, put up Martin Luther, please. So here's this clip. Martin Luther coming against the Catholic Church with the the, the thesis, right? The 95 things, right? He would have been blocked from Facebook. Why? Because back then the Catholic Church was in the government and running everything. So that would have been taken down. He would have been put in Facebook jail. Right now, I posted the clip that I played you on Facebook this morning, and I guarantee you that there's going to just be under my Facebook, all right, Chris Tress, by the way, if you want to be my friend, but (laughs) I'm about to jump off because I need somebody who knows how to do Twitter. Twitter's free right now. I need to get my Twitter game up. I got like 20 followers, okay? So I need some help. How do you do that? But listen, some of you little techie dudes and dudettes, listen, I need you, some old school boomers, we need you to learn how to use this stuff. Not to market and promote our church, but to come against the delusion and the false information right now because major networks and major uh, um, uh, uh, media outlets, they're shutting this stuff down. Everything that I put up on certain things about Jesus, about answers in Genesis, it gets shadow banned and it's like nobody sees it. I put up a thing about abortion. Not one person sees it, but I put up a picture with me and somebody on the beach and they'll get 80 likes. Shadow banning, it's real. I, I, I want to get off Facebook. Somebody help me, please. Come use your gift and help me get my Twitter game on. Because God wants to save people from deception. And right now, the government is shutting stuff down. Go ahead and put up Chuck Norris, please. Chris, what are you doing? So here's the deal. If somebody believed that, believed that, how would they be feeling right now in here? Yeah? Is that love? I'm going to take an offering now. Is that love? Listen, I laughed when I saw it. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Obviously, obviously, 
this ideology comes against the creation of God. God made you male and female. Jesus affirmed that in the New Testament. And he said at the beginning of creation when God made them male and female, there's only two genders. That is science and that is the Bible. And so we don't apologize for that. But people believe this stuff. And so how can we honor them that believe this? This is not love. I don't think Chuck did it, by the way. But putting this stuff out is mocking. And the church and myself, hey, listen, if I said raise your hand if you've ever mocked somebody before, we've all done it. I've done it. I've done it from the stage here. That's the wrong spirit. And so how can I be broken over somebody who's in deception? How can I honor them and respect them who's in deception? How can I not jump on the bandwagon of what's going on and popular in the world and what may be funny at the expense of what? That somebody may spend eternity in hell because they're believing lies? And if judgment's going to start, it's going to start in the house of God first. Do everything in love. 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Do everything in love. Everything. Again, this is truth, but it's not love. We want to speak the truth in love. And again, I've been a bad example because I've trafficked in that stuff. I don't want to do that anymore. And you have the freedom. If you feel like I'm doing that, you come and see me. I do not want to do that. I want a heart of honor that considers others better than myself. I want a heart of love that looks past those that are trapped in deception and moves and said, I will die for you. I will lay down my life for you. Greater love is no one than this than you lay down your life for your friends. Jeremy, go ahead and put up uh, Jesus Revolution. Great movie, highly recommended. If you don't know, I'm ordained through Calvary Chapel churches. That's where my ordination is from, so these are my roots. I'm very proud of of those roots. Actually, my real roots um, are the Plymouth Brethren, and they were an amazing group of people In fact, there's a doctor that did a study and research on churches and the best church structure in Plymouth Brethren had the best church structure. In fact, Robbie, go ahead and lift your hand, please. Robbie's dad planted the church that I grew up in at Palm Bible Chapel. Rick Merrill, big. He was my youth pastor at Palm Bible Chapel. Raise your hand, Rick. Yeah. So what I I took away from, from, from Palm Bible Chapel was the word of God is here. The word of God is here, and I would not change a thing. I love that church. I love the word, the word over everything, and that's the foundation of my life. This is what I tell people. Hey, if you have an issue with me, please don't come to me unless you have a verse because I don't need your feelings. I don't need what you believe. I want to see some scripture. Now, if it's a doctrinal issue, now, if you say, hey, Chris, can you pray for me? I'm not going to be, do you have a verse for that? (laughs) That would be a jerk. We don't want to do that. Great movie. Here's the thing with this movie. There's a division that happened back in the 70s. And this is what we cannot allow to happen here. I want you to turn to John 6, 63. 
says, it is the Spirit, capital S. This is Jesus talking, who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. Hey, all your natural abilities. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. Church, please write this down. Jesus never separates the word from the Holy Spirit. They go together. They go together. And in this movie, there's a guy, Lonnie Frisbee, who was gifted. He prophesied over Greg Laurie early on when Greg Laurie was saved and said, hey, you're going to be doing this. And it came true. So God was using this guy, Lonnie Frisbee. He was gifted. He was anointed. There was charismatic gifts flowing. Later on, though, in the movie, there's a disagreement between Chuck Chuck Smith, who wanted to teach the word of God and what Chuck Smith and Calvary Chapels are known for, teaching chapter by chapter, verse by verse, through the word of God. Chuck had a father's heart raising up a generation of hippies who rebelled against authority. He said, oh, I've got this father's heart and you can trust authority. And I've got this word of God here. But the division came when Lonnie wanted to go all gifts in every service. And Chuck wanted to go with the word of God. Next, next picture, please. And this is where we are as a church. Our elders back in the day read this book. Our new elders are going to read this book. FYI, guys, you're welcome. This is the history of the vineyard. It broke off from Calvary Chapel. 20 years of gifts and signs and wonders. And ultimately, it led to places where people were barking like dogs craziness, disregarding the Bible, God in his grace still used it because he's not offended easily like we are. But then you have Calvary Chapel who stuck to the word. And these two separated over this agreement, spirit, word, spirit, word. What we want to do here, a bow down, is we want to bring the spirit and the word together because the word and the spirit are together. We want to be anchored to the word of God. And if the word of God doesn't say something that you believe, then then we're not trying to hear it. I'm going to talk about next service, women speaking in church. I was supposed to do that this service. But I'm doing a whole different message against Darren and my wife, who really don't like me to do that, because next we're going to get into Song of Songs next week, and we're going to go chapter by chapter, verse by verse through that book. So I'm going to finish out 1 Corinthians 14 next service because I felt led to. It's the Spirit. (laughs) I'm joking with you guys. Listen, you're, you're you're walking away with love and honor and respect. So we're going to break open 1 Corinthians 14. You can go watch it online if you got to go somewhere. No judgment. Just be back by 6 or else we'll judge you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But this is the heart of God, and we divide over these things. So I get the conservative folks who are denouncing the vineyard, denouncing gifts, denouncing this, and it saddens the heart of God. 
Because it's like, no, God, he uses gifts and there's anger and there's division. And then you get the gifts people looking down on the word people like, oh, they don't know what the spirit is. Oh, they're not spirit filled. Oh, they're not. And both people are accusing one another. And Jesus said, the words that I speak are spirit and they are life. The word and the spirit are not separate. They go together. And we've got to honor one another in love. And we can't allow the enemy to divide us. Because that's not the Spirit. Division is not the Holy Spirit. Let agape be genuine. Hate what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. Phileo love one another with a brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. Showing honor. Guys, we got to love one another. we got to come together. So, Father, I pray as the worship team comes forward, God, that there would be true repentance and brokenness, God, if there's any, been any conviction from your word, that it would happen in this place today. Lord, if somebody doesn't know whether or not they're saved today, I pray, God, that you would just draw them forward, that you would just minister through our prayer partners. And God, I ask that you would just remind every prayer partner that they're anointed by you and just allow you to speak through them. I just pray for holy moments up here at the altar. God, I pray for those that do not know what their gift is, God, that maybe today they would say, yeah, you know what? I do see that in Scripture. Timothy did receive that gift by the laying on of hands. So I'm going to go up by faith. Father, as, a, as, a, as, as your son, I just repent for misrepresenting you so often in arrogance and pride. I've dishonored people that were my brothers. I've mocked the family that I'm going to spend an eternity with. And I've sinned against you, God. I've sowed seeds of discord, which is an abomination. I've trafficked in that. I've hated on blind people for being blind. But you healed the blind. You loved the blind. You came and died for the blind. And so God, may this church be marked by love. May it be marked by honor as we consider one another better than ourselves. We need you, Jesus. We need you, Jesus. I pray that you would just take our heart now and that you would just turn it into yourself. That our gaze would be fixed upon you and you alone and that we would just affirm our love for you by our singing and our song and our adoration because you are worthy, Jesus.
Help your church now, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.